Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average. Plus, it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey, Ken, did you know that gold is the only currency that's held its value since the dawn of money? Well, I did. Thanks to our friends at Legacy Precious Metals, the most trusted name in gold investing. Investing in gold protects you against inflation and gives you a hedge against stock market volatility. Don't leave your retirement to chance. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or download your free investor's guide now at buylegacygold.com. That's buylegacygold.com. You will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're Body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At Body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B-O-D-I.com. Yes, it's our turn. What should we do with all this wonderful time we're given every weekday afternoon? I, let's waste Well, it. tell you what we're going to do today, which we only do twice a year. Uh, probably not twice a year, but at least once a year. It's the Hour of Candidates at 5 o'clock tomorrow. June 7th is California primary day. Uh, I see in a story this afternoon that nobody showed up for early voting. Turnout is very low. I told you there's one near me that's usually just a regular voting place on voting day. It's the first time they've used it for early turnout. Every time I go by, there's just two guys standing out front with the little badges. Yeah. Nothing to do. Government employees. Dream job. Aren't they sometimes volunteers or... 
I don't know. Who, I don't know. I assume it used I, to be like the old women would sit there when they're just like neighborhood women who volunteer to. Yeah, I don't know. Work the but polls. It, they're not going anywhere. Whoever these guys no. are. So it's not really uh, rousing people. But, yeah, but this is a great point to make because we complain about this every presidential election year in November when a lot more people turn out. And these are the looky-loos. These are the couch sitters. These are they don't pay attention. This is why we got some horrible propositions passed. This is why the legislature in California pulled a fast one and they've moved all the ballot measures to November elections only. Right. And and on presidential election years, because that's, a, that's a good time to put all their crap in there. It's because a lo- they get the kind of uninformed turnout they want. It's a lower average IQ and a, it's a lower average uh, amount of information. Yeah. These are these just knee jerk voters who don't know anything. Yeah. And maybe a commercial flips them or what somebody tells them or because I belong to that party. Now, the that's fl- how I have to vote. The flip side of that problem is uh, low turnout elections can attract a lot of whack jobs and activists, and they can have a disproportionate impact of what's going on. Yeah, apparently that's, that could happen with the city council, where uh, as much as we hate the L.A. city council, there's a couple of uh, knockoffs of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and what's her name, <coughs> Nithya Raman, yeah. apparently running for council seats, and they may pull an upset. Our old friend Gil Cedillo apparently is in trouble. So, <laughs> well, I can't, I can't weep over that. You can't that. feel sad about that? <laughs> no. <laughs> Where do you see this woman that takes over? This is oh, the one well. that believes in re- uh, free rent. That, uh, hey, that's good material. I also look is, at it uh, as like, well, which candidates are going to provide us a lot of material? <laughs> uh, so if you're running for anything, you get 30 seconds uh, at 5.05. We'll do this for as long as there are some callers. Um, as long as can we make can your stand pitch. it. Yeah, although usually you and I find something a little fascinating about some of the people who are running oh, they, for weird could, offices call in. Could be really funny. Right. And Remember, no committee no committee races, whatever those things were called. Uh, yeah. There's like some committee or Democratic Party, Republican Party committee. We, we, we don't want that. But if you're actually running for local city council or you're running for even statewide office or, you know, national office, Congress, I don't care. Hey, I uh, remember four years ago, Alex Villanueva called in. I don't remember that. Yes. That's weird because yeah. we did not endorse him. Well, it stuck in my head that uh, he he did call during the hour of candidates and then he ended up winning. And I don't know. I wondered. Uh, I, I You're just, making a connection. No, I just. Well, yes, I am. Uh, and uh, <laughs> and what did he say that flipped our no, audience? Because all we knew about him back in 2018 was he wanted to keep uh, immigration out of the jail. So we well, didn't like that. Uh, I, and he admitted that. We had him on the show a couple of weeks ago and he said, yeah, the progressive liked that. And uh, but that's all I told him. I don't know what they thought I was going to do, but I told him I would the, keep immigration out of the jails. The, and, I, and I've kept that promise. No, no. If he said anything else, uh, no one paid attention to it. He may I, not have said anything else. He may not have. Said and and else, so right. I, I just struck me as odd, considering that was his big issue. Why was he calling us? Right. But 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 that it actually was a signal that he's not what you think he is. He may have been a listener or someone told him that it's a good show because these guys are probably more in line with who you are. Or maybe that's right. He may have already had other ideas for what he was going to do. Yeah. And that we might because be useful. as sheriff, homelessness and crime has been his emphasis. And that's mm-hmm. great because yeah. he's the only one taking a stand that makes sense to most people. Yeah. Well, not going by the votes, but uh, the last El Segundo Times poll, UC Berkeley, has Bass at 38% for mayor and Rick Caruso at 32 uh, Again, the turnout is going to be incredibly small. 
uh, 15% say they're still undecided. But you know, like you always say, I don't know whether or not these are going to be actual voters or these mm. are just people that said they're going to vote. I, I don't I don't put much stock uh, into the poll because it's the L.A. Times and UC Berkeley, first yeah. of all. Uh, and you'll never convince me there isn't some kind of slant there. Secondly, polls are notoriously unable to detect turnout. They just can't. They have a formula to decide whether somebody's a likely voter or not. And it's often wrong. It's based on what they say. Yeah. And it's and or or can you look up someone's voting patterns and determine that they are a likely voter because they voted in like the last ten elections? Do they do do that? You you can do that. I don't know if they do do that because that seems like a lot of work. It does, but it's more scientific than just saying, "Oh, you're likely to vote." Thank you. We'll check you off in that column. Yeah, my my suspicion. That's BS. It's worthless. I mean, the Times is a low budget operation now, and my suspicion is they just need that that clickbait the day before an election, that they have a poll and that they don't particularly care if it's really accurate. And then finally, whatever it is, um, it's the real elections in November. We already know that Bass and Crusoe are going to be the top two in some order within a few percentage points of each other, most likely, uh, unless the polling is way off. Well, the buzz uh, a couple of weeks ago was that Caruso was going for the throat. He wanted to get 50% plus one vote on tomorrow, and that's it. Yeah, well... That's why he's spending many, many millions now. I don't know if I... That's why I don't know if I trust the polling. Uh, What I hear people people discussing is Caruso. I don't hear anybody discuss... doesn't mean they wouldn't vote for Bass, but Caruso has captured the conversation. No. He's he's the he's the uh, shiny new object that intrigues people, and even if they're not naturally aligned with voting for a guy like him. Now, for what it's worth, I ran into one Bass supporter today mm. who said, and this is perfect: I don't like billionaires. So there you go. Yeah, there's that. I mean, I mean which they, is silly. They, uh, I, I know. I I don't know how many silly people we have, and how many of them are going to vote. And I, I know there's there's a lot of like simpletons who think uh, if you're if you have made a lot of money you're bad, uh, or Trump made a lot of money therefore you're bad because you're a billionaire like he yeah. is. You know there there are those people, and there's nothing you can do about them. I mean, there's nothing you can do with somebody who's stupid. There really well, isn't. Now, there's only really one candidate left besides those two, and it's Delioni's polling below ten percent. So you have to ask yourself if it is these two in November. What will happen if she actually comes out ahead of Caruso tomorrow and then she might pick up DeLeon's 8% in November? I thought maybe they'll vote for Caruso. I, I don't know. Yeah. But. I mean, I mean t- generally, and nothing's guaranteed, generally um, the undecideds split for the new thing in when there's tough times. Like when, when it comes down to it, you know, we got to have a change. We got to do something different. And those if kind these of aren't people, tough times, I don't know what is. That's what I'm LA. saying. People who are, I mean, you couldn't get more different than Caruso and Bass. So if you're really undecided, it means, gee, I don't know, he used to be a Republican. He's a billionaire. He's a businessman. That's not normally what I'd vote for, but God, things are really bad, you know? And then in the end, and this is the, the, the biggest uh, election where this happened was uh, 40 years ago in uh, when Reagan ran against Carter. They were very close within the last 10 days. But at that time, they had double-digit inflation. They had uh, double-digit interest rates, double-digit unemployment. Uh, they had the hostages being held in Iran. And a lot of people who ordinarily would not vote for a guy like Reagan looked at what's going on and said, well, I don't know. He's not normally my guy, but what the hell? And the, and the undecided 
bro- vote broke heavily for him in the last right. week and a half. Yeah, so no, that was uh, that was a surprise. You're right, but which uh, which kind of makes sense. I mean, but they were dismal times. Yeah, well, we got dismal times now, so we'll see. All right, again, the hour of candidates is at five o five. You can tell your friends or anybody else uh, if you're listening now and they're running. Uh, the number is one eight hundred five two zero one five three four. You get thirty seconds and you're kicked off the stage. Uh, that does not include your introducing yourself. Thirty seconds is the time you have to make your pitch. When we come back at figures, in this same poll, they asked people about the police, specifically LAPD. And although the approval of the LAPD dropped significantly, also significantly, most people do not want to cut the police at all in Los Angeles. A strange sort of two different answers we'll talk about coming up next. John and Ken show KFI. So we were just talking about this UC Berkeley El Segundo Times poll. It's about a lot of things concerning tomorrow's vote, the June 7th primary, mostly about the mayor's race. But uh, the next thing that came up that's really worth talking about is uh, an oldie but goodie from 2020. Defund the police. And of course, as you know, Karen Bass's run from this issue, pretending that uh, she never supported defunding the police. How dare people say that about her? But clearly she's on the side that wants to reimagine policing is what, <laughs> that's the term they use now. Why, why don't they stop doing it that? It isn't defund, it's reimagine. This is no time for your weird imagination. <laughs> Do what works, what's been proven to work. Well, you, they have this idea that some of the 911 calls should be taken by social service and mental health workers who, who, who can probably they? go there and defuse a situation rather than pulling a gun and shooting somebody dead. So yeah. I, I don't know. Look, I, you know, those those situations are so rare. So go send that, do, do, send out the mental health officers now. Don't we have a wow. huge mental health department, social services department? Aren't those the people who screwed up uh, investigating all the little boys who got murdered by their mothers and boyfriends? So here's what came out of this part of the poll that was a little weird because the approval of LAPD from these registered voters who were interviewed uh, was down to like 32 percent. Now, in 2009, which isn't that long ago, it was 77 percent. So that's a dramatic drop in, quote, the approval of LAPD. It's a broad term, whatever that means. Well, most also felt that LAPD officers are tougher on black residents than other Angelinos. And again, black is spelled with a capital B. Well, if you uh, ask me, right? Yeah. If I approved of the police right now, my first reaction is no, because they're not enforcing the laws that they should be enforcing. Now, I understand that their hands are tied by idiot Garcetti, but hmm. on a practical everyday level when people call because there are weirdos standing naked on their front lawn or there's a homeless encampment and there's guys screaming in the streets they don't do anything about it and that's that's really frustrating that's upsetting to me it's like well why do i know the police don't in our area are rarely visible and there's a spree of you know home burglaries and follow home robberies and stolen cars and all that and again it's because lack of police. So you ask me on any given day in the last couple of years, they'd say, no, I'm not happy with the, the police are doing their job. They're not allowed to do their job, but still, at, at its bottom line, it's like, I don't, I don't feel good. 
uh, about how the police are responding to the stuff in my life. So you think this disapproval rating could be a mixture of people who want to defund the police and people who think that the police are just not being allowed to do enough um, crime and homelessness? Could be. I, I think so. Could explain some percentage of the low approval rating. You know, I I see, I I hear, and then I see, you know, on the various neighborhood apps, a lot of people angry with the local police because they're not showing up to do the job. And I don't know how many realize that, uh, you know, the the, the mayor can can shut down the police response, and he has. Nice. You know, they don't connect it with Garcetti. Garcetti's such an amorphous, bland blob of a figure in people's life. That they don't they don't connect that you know what he he's told the police chief to stand down he appoints the chief he can fire the chief and everybody's uh, everybody's at Garcetti's mercy here. So despite the fact that they give the police a low approval rating, I guess the second question was should we reduce the department? And forty seven percent said no. The number of police officers in the city should be increased. Seventeen percent said keep it where it is. Fifteen percent or for lowering the number of officers. Just 15%. 20% had no opinion. And then they broke it out by ages and ethnicities. And as you might have expected, the largest percentage of any demographic that wants to reduce the police force are black voters, but that was only 27%. 46% actually want to see an increase in the number of police officers that, from that demographic. There was a story over the weekend, I think the New York Times or Washington Post, that black voters uh, in cities on the East Coast want more police because they're primarily the victims. And they don't know how this whole defund the police movement uh, got any legs because that's the opposite of what normal people uh, want in, in normal neighborhoods. Well, ask yourself this. For every black family that feels like the police harass their teenage sons, whether the sons are in gangs or not, that they're all over them all the time, suspecting them of being criminals. Line that up against the number of black families that have lost someone to crime, to a shooting, whether it's a cousin, some other far relative. And, and, and I think the second group is probably larger mm-hmm. than the first group, which I think explains why when people are polled, they want to see more police officers because they, well, we know this, you usually cite the figures of how many times police officers have actually shot an unarmed black person. It's really low compared to black-on-black gang crime and and other assorted shootings of that kind. Right. See, a lot of people have been pushed into looking at the world through a certain prism dictated by activists and media, and that prism is wildly distorted, and it's not representative of of the reality. The problem is is not the police. The problem is other people. It's people shooting people. It's it's criminals and victims. And somehow the police is are getting blamed for really a microscopic amount of bad behavior. Right. I mean, I I've got so that. Yeah, go the ahead. next part of the poll, which is actually kind of humorous. Uh, people were asked, "Do you think?" Uh, L.A. would be better off or worse off if we moved money from LAPD to this amorphous social services. That's what people were asked. Overall, 49% did say, these are the registered voters they interviewed, we'd be better off moving money from LAPD to social services, whatever the hell that means. 
33% thought we'd be worse off. Well, Although when you break it down by, uh, you know, people consider themselves really liberal. Oh, my God, that was that's strongly liberal. 86% we'd be better off. But, you know, look at the moderate category, the somewhat conservative category, the conservative category. By far, people think the city would be worse off if you just moved money from the police well, department to social but services. It, it, it's such, it's such a, a, a it's kind of a question. loaded question what and it, a silly what question. It, what right? is the social services exactly? Yeah. If we had these magic programs that could make sure people don't commit crimes. But, I mean, this is what I think uh, Bass is saying this and a couple of candidates are saying this. We need more money into prevention, to prevent crime and to prevent homelessness. Tell me what these magic programs are. Do you have them in your, in your bag there? Could you pull them out and show me the statistics on how well they work? Before we commit, because it's the same problem we have with homelessness. They're spending billions, they think, on prevention and also getting homeless people off the streets, and it's not working. Well, look at look at yeah, look at the billions we spent just on homeless. Now, that's all kinds of social workers there, all kinds of programs, all kinds of preventative, and all kinds of let's do outreach and let's give them rehab and treatment and this and that. Total failure, absolute stink bomb of a failure. So what? Let's hire more of who? Who are? By the way, what college is producing all these bright, intelligent, hardworking social workers? Who? Where are they coming from? You know, uh, we've USC got, School of Social Workers. Uh, yeah, is it? Is that the? Is that the big pipeline? Because you've got indicted. I don't know. What, what, what I see is like we're 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 short in a lot of professions, right? We're short doctors, MDs. We're importing a lot of uh, doctors from overseas. We're short. We're things short like restaurant workers. Restaurant workers. We're short on truck drivers. Do we have an overpopulation of social workers and they're all sitting at home waiting for some big gargantuan uh, d- department to be built by the city of Los Angeles? And they're all really I mean, look at look at mental health. I mean, we've got all these mental patients on the street. What where, where are all the mental health programs? I don't think they even exist. And I think the ones that exist don't work very well. If all this stuff worked, then, then you wouldn't have the problems we're having. But there's like this strange religious belief in social service mental health programs. Programs, programs, programs. What are they? <laughs> What's your success rate? What's the metric? What's the proof? Proof. And the final part of this poll, this one's really the biggest hoot. Oh, do you feel safe or do you feel anxious? L.A. voters split closely on whether the police makes them feel mostly safe or mostly anxious. So I thought at first what they were asking was right now at the state of crime in Los Angeles, do you feel safe or anxious? But it was all about the police. Did the police make you feel safe? Did the police make you feel anxious? Overall, it was close. It was 41% safe, 36% anxious. It's also kind of a silly question. It depends on what, what, what neighborhood you live in, too. All right. Dirt. Young people by far felt anxious because young people commit more of the mayhem. Right, so and and why. and they live in uh, poor neighborhoods. But yeah, in L.A., that's particularly true. Sure, you're, uh, so you're gonna you're 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 gonna have a lot of these uh, West Side uh, lefty women who feel safe because you know they have their own ar- armed security patrolling on their block, and they have iron fences and they have alarm systems, and they feel real safe, and um, they they just watch the news every night. And and so you know, God forbid, there's there's a bad police incident. That that's what that's what they obsess on. It's like, oh yeah, we got to do something about the police. Look what they did last night on the news. They're not fearful and anxious, but the people in the poor neighborhoods, 
They're fearful and anxious of the criminals, and they want to see the police. There is such a, like a condescending, smug, arrogant class of people that live in L.A., and they make a lot of money. And they're clueless how most of the, uh, most of the uh, public live and what they have to deal with. But, boy, God, are they woke. Oh, they and one last so note. Apparently two-thirds of the voters who said they were immigrants want to see the police force increased. Two-thirds. Yeah. Well, right. An immigrant from Guatemala named Dorley Francisco, and it doesn't say whether this person is in the country legally or illegally, who can't vote but pays taxes. I think that's a hint. Uh, says crime has been on the rise in her neighborhood and police are not around. They're not doing anything. So Yeah, and that might be why some people are unhappy. I found the stat. This is 2021. 10 million arrests in the United States. Police shot about six unarmed black men in the entire country in 2021. Six out of 10 million arrests. Versus the number of people who were shot by other well, non-police people. Right? 8,000 blacks were murdered, mostly by other blacks. 8,000 to six. And 63 cops were shot to death in the country last year. 63 cops. So, All right, so if you believe that the social workers and mental health people can replace the police and stop black-on-black shootings, I, I don't know, have a, have a go at it. All right, when we come back on this lovely afternoon, we'll go into Bidenville. Politico is a media outlet that's kind of left-leaning, so when you get a story like this, you have to pay a little bit of attention. Biden is seething. He is seething that his approval rating is worse than Trump's. He doesn't understand it. Uh, we'll get into the details of that coming up. And they burnt his oatmeal this morning. John and Ken. We'd like to formally welcome you to the rest home of old Joe. Welcome to Bidenville, everyone. All men and women created by go, you know the you know the thing. Um, what am I doing here? There's a man on the moon or whatever, you know, something, or you know, whether those aliens are here or not. What, what I can't remember it. Anyway. I, I commuted every single day for 36 years as pres vice president of the United States. A lot of the folks in Amtrak became my family, not a joke. I was on the television, on television. I was on the telephone. I'm not, I'm not supposed to take any questions, but go ahead. I was in the, foot, uh, foot, foot, excuse me, the foothills of the Himalayas with Xi Jinping. For Secretary of Health and Education, I nominated Javier Bacaria. President Harris is a proud Howard alum. Let's go, Brandon. I agree. I got them $1.9 trillion relief so far. Kleptocracy. Yeah. Kleptocracy. The guys who are the kleptocracies. <laughs> and now, to give you a tour of Bidenville before your extended stay, here's John and Ken. John Cobelt and Ken Shampoo, KFI, AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. I was just thinking back to the last segment again. <clears throat> you mean a majority of people, like two-thirds, disapprove of LAPD's performance, but a majority want more of them on the streets. I, I, it's, it's mind-boggling when you we, think about it. You want, you want more of what? What a disconnect you... some people just have with reality. It's like, did you realize you kind of gave two different answers to the question? Well, I just think it should be a better police officer we should have on the streets, not necessarily reducing the number. Maybe we shouldn't have polling. Yeah, (laughs) you know what? Maybe, maybe, maybe. uh, Well, but people like polling because it's kind of a look-see, maybe into the future, or a look-see into how. It's like people like to have radio callers. I want to have your your phones light up and see what the callers think. Well, sure, it's a little bit of entertainment, and that's why. That's why media outlets have polls, because they probably get a high hit rate. But 
you and I are not more informed after reading those polls this morning and talking about it on the air here. We're not more informed. And neither are the people listening to us. Everybody's kind of confused. Well, what does that mean? So, again, what's what's the point of these things? A lot of polls are just, like, stupid. They're just clickbait. Now, you mentioned also when we were talking about the Times poll with the mayor's race, you, you brought up Jimmy Carter against Ronald Reagan. Well, one of the reasons we're in Bidenville is because the same thing is happening with the same name, Jimmy Carter. How does that happen twice in one hour on the John and Ken show? As a guy who hasn't been president, what, 50 years? Uh, yeah, apparently... Biden and his staffers are increasingly worried about his approval numbers. Biden is seething that they're worse than Trump's. And people inside the Biden administration inner circle are incredibly worried that he is going to be another Jimmy Carter, limited to one term in office by soaring prices and a foreign policy morass. I like that, a morass. Uh, They're concerned. And uh, Trump... Or rather, Biden wants to get out there. He wants to be with the people. I like the quote. Just let Biden be Biden. <laughs> well, I'd like to see that. I think... There was some of that when he was running for president, when he had those anger fits with the crowds. Remember yeah, that? I know more of that. Those are entertaining. Hey, man, I'll come down there and I'll show you. Yeah, remember he was challenging somebody to uh, push-ups? Yeah, so you, yeah. you want to see more of his dementia on display? Is that yeah. what you're saying? Uh, I do. I really... I'm fascinated. It seems like all these uh, White House dweebs live in some alternate universe, and, and so does Biden. They don't understand why he's why he's unpopular. They really don't. They knew they, that he was a placeholder. And, that oh, it was all about beating Trump, and this was the only guy we had on the bench that could do it because he's been around and he can get enough votes. But now they don't know what to do because well, they're stuck with this guy, and they realize he's. He was never, halfway out the door. Yes, he was never very good. Even when he was lucid, he didn't make sense much. But it was of the his time. attachment to Obama that got him the right well, core uh, votes. Yeah, yeah, I know. But what what did that attachment mean? Obama didn't respect him. He wasn't a top Obama advisor. But it's visceral to some people. Well, they don't think again, of all the things that again, you're explaining. They just <laughs> you think I liked Obama. This was his VP. Yeah, that's good enough for me. Well, if you're going to vote on something that superficial, people around. You, that's you, not the first time that's happened. What is that? Okay. If you're going to vote on something superficial, right, then yeah. you are going to make a bad decision. And so I understand why people do these things, but they're bad decisions because they're not based on spending five minutes analyzing. You never saw – you never saw – Obama was tried to talk Biden out of running the first time, told him not to. He, put, he went for Hillary Clinton because he thought Biden was a loser. He got to work with Biden for eight years in the same room. He knew what we know now. The guy's a loser. Well, I think he also thought he's just not going to win. Then right. Everybody likes to and, back a winner. And why did he think he wouldn't win? Because he didn't think he could run a campaign uh, coherently. And it was just the fluke of Trump and Bernie Sanders being the other choices at that time that Biden came out. But nobody was voting affirmatively for Biden. Nobody said, God, I've admired Joe all my life. You know, he's always seemed like one of the smartest senators out there. He was really a driving force behind Obama. <laughs> nobody ever said that. It's like, at first, it's like, geez, you know, a lot of people are sick of Trump. And then it was like Bernie Sanders, like this, 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 this communist. Yeah, so <laughs> you can't have that because he, well, Bernie wouldn't have beaten Trump. I don't right. think so. No. So they, they, they know, had to get behind somebody that they thought could have just enough numbers. Sometimes I mean, Biden did get an amazing number of votes, if you believe the, uh, the 
the election. He got it. Uh, in, yeah, because there was some, 70 million. Or some, and, and Trump had a record number of votes, too. Yes. Um, because everybody got got stirred up by the emotion and the animosity. But there wasn't anybody debating issues. And everybody was all freaked out about COVID. So there really wasn't a lot of rational analysis going on in, in, from any quarter. So if you're if you're going to have you know 150 million people not think rationally at the same time, well, of course you're going to get some some aborted mess of a decision. So the plan apparently is to put Joe out there more. Uh, he's going to be here in California this week. We'll talk later on about the silly summit of the Americas. He's coming to downtown L.A. The convention center is where most of the meetings are. And he's going to be on Jimmy Kimmel Live. That's very exciting. On Wednesday, first time since he was elected president, he'll be on the show. Somehow they believe that rather than doing something, just putting Biden out there more will make people feel better about him. I I don't really get it. But that's not people are not upset with him because he's not out there enough. They're upset with him that gas is $6.37 a gallon. That is the that's, bottom line. That's what people are upset about. They're upset and about that. And cheese and everything else they buy is much higher price. Right. Everything everything seems to cost, you know, 10, 20, 30% more and than it used to. And there's supply chain problems that still persist. They can't get things that they want. It wasn't like this for many years. I don't remember ever having the supply chain problems. I do remember some high inflationary times. But these are things that a lot of Americans just have not seen. No, and and he doesn't seem to have any idea what to do. Uh, There's nothing uh, – he made a lot of bad decisions, too, in in a year and a half. He made a lot of bad decisions. Uh, He's completely choked off uh, oil development, natural gas development. You know, fine, be Mr. Green. But you have to have a replacement. He doesn't have a replacement. And there's not going to be a replacement. I, I can't wait in the next few years when the rea- reality comes crashing down on all these woke heads that there is no replacement right now for oil and gas. And you could just shout louder and louder and keep trying to bully people into living the way you want them to live. But uh, pretty soon, everyone's going to realize at the moment, there's no replacement. We got to be drilling and pumping and drilling and pumping. All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI. I don't forget, at 5.05, we'll do what we do every now and then, the Hour of Candidates. If you are running for any office on the ballot, even if it's obscure, the only one we don't allow is these committee positions, party committee positions. That one's a no-go. That'll be screened out. But if you're running for anything, you get 30 seconds on the powerful KFI airwaves, where we do have an audience that votes. I think so, don't you? I believe we do. Uh <laughs> Well, or at least says they do. One eight hundred five two zero one five three four. We'll or, begin that at five oh five. Or so they like the listening to how other people vote, even if they don't do it themselves. Right. They're voyeurs. Uh, exactly. So that'll come up at three oh five. We'll be at the George Gascon recall desk. A story popped up late Friday into Saturday. You gotta hear, and it's another example of George Gascon. Uh, at the juvenile delinquent desk. He believes if you're under 18, it almost doesn't matter what you've done. You should get a very light sentence and be right out there in the population as soon as possible because you're too young to understand what you did. It's about another teenager. This one apparently clipped a mother and her infant Mm. with his car 
Fortunately, they managed to mostly get out of the way because before they could have been severely hurt. A teenager that was already on probation. Isn't that nice? So we'll get into the story, but it involves the L.A. County Sheriff's Department and our friend Alex Villanueva because Gascon's office tried to pretend that uh, Villanueva's Sheriff's Department agreed with the light treatment of the juvenile. That got walked back on Saturday. They were caught in a lie? As the expression goes, walked back. Walked we did back, not mean uh, to represent that the Sheriff's oh, Department okay. agreed. We with. lied and uh, we got caught. So it's just another reason to sign the recall petition. We'll get into it after uh, 3 o'clock. Uh, I was in Virginia this weekend where gas was about 470. This story says that more and more states are about to hit $5 a gallon. Now, you can hold your laughter because we're approaching $7 a gallon. I don't want to talk about the off stations that are already charging 8 I understand they're out there, but <clears throat> let's deal with the averages. And, uh, <laughs> the California average is 637 as okay, of today. So that's what I meant. Yeah. All right. Everybody always sent an email. Look at this station, $8. Okay. Well, you don't it's have to the go average. there. And it's not the average. Well, the average is what most people face every day when they drive around. I mean, if you were going to buy a watch, you don't have to go to a Rolex store. The wild thing about this is, and we've said this for years, people really pay attention to gas prices because they're in your face all the time. When you drive around, you need gas, you look up, you see the big sign, big digits. So that's why Biden's in trouble, because, you know, states that have never seen anything close to $5 a gallon are going to give his party the heave-ho. That's really all there is to it. I think so. I think that's going to be a major, major point that people are going to be worked up if this does not slow down and reverse by November. Oh, yeah. No, when they're angry, they're going to they're gonna blame it on someone or take it out on someone. That's just human nature. And and so these politicians, when they run, they tell us how what a great world they're going to create for us, a great, a strong economy, lots of jobs, blah, blah, blah. And if, if, they have, if their terms coincide with good economic times, they take credit for it. It's like, it's our policies. Yes, they do. You're right. That's a good well, point. Okay. And they're willing to take credit for it. Often they've got nothing to do with it, but that seems to be the game that everybody plays. All right. The other side of this game is uh, all the numbers suck right now. So you're a loser out. <laughs> that reminds me of the joke I've said for, well, it's not a joke. The opinion I've had for years about like our radio ratings Whatever the ratings are great. It was a team effort. John and Ken, you all did great. Right? When the ratings are bad. What's wrong with you, John and Ken? Yeah. Ouch! <laughs> um, something else I thought you might like to hear and think about. I heard today on the news, we produce about 18 billion barrels of oil a day in the United States. But we export 8 billion gallons. It's almost 40% of the total. Does that bother people that we export 40% of the oil produced in the country? Well, I mean... It should be a free market where the oil companies can do with what they want with the refining costs and decide to sell them where there's a higher bidder, right, in another country. But I don't know. Maybe some people think that well, we ought to keep our oil supply at home since it's already a problem. Well, yeah, that ought to be thought through here because it does seem kind of wacky to claim that there's not enough oil and gas and that's why the prices are so high. And then we're shipping out tons of it to other countries. That 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 shouldn't sit well. Also... Part of the problem uh, with, with, with the gas prices is uh, the refineries. Uh, there's not enough refinery space. There hasn't been a new major refinery built in the United States since the 1970s. And 11 of them have closed over the years. So even when they have all this oil and gas, 
they don't have any place to turn the oil into gas. They don't have a pipeline that runs from the south to the west coast. You imagine? A lot of the, a lot of the oil and gas that they have in the southeast ends up getting shipped across one body of water or another to customers elsewhere. It's it's very cumbersome and expensive to send it here. Right. The more I read about this stuff, the more it just seems like the whole system is a hodgepodge of parts that don't fit together properly. And uh, the, the various administrations have made it very difficult to open refineries and to drill for more oil and to process, you know, the oil into the gas, uh, to, to, to build natural gas pipelines. The, the, Washington has been in the way of that for many, many years, and it's just getting worse because of this. And we know the reason. It's because they want to wean us off of oil and gas. Except- so they think by doing that, they'll just cut the supply or limit yeah. the development all they've the done supply. and all they've done is make it more expensive and make us more reliant on other countries but we could produce all the oil we need we could refine all the gas we need here all the oil is under our ground under us ground all the gas can be converted here the natural gas is under our ground here or we can get a lot from canada which is which is uh, uh, very easy so we are doing so many things that are wrong that we, you know, when we finally hit a crisis point, it blew up in our face because we got a bad system. All right. When we come back, we'll untangle the latest debacle from George Gascon, the L.A. County D.A. next. Johnny Ken Show. Deborah Mark has the news. KFI AM 640. Hey, Ken, did you know that gold is the only currency that's held its value since the dawn of money? Well, I did. Thanks to our friends at Legacy Precious Metals, the most trusted name in gold investing. Investing in gold protects you against inflation and gives you a hedge against stock market volatility. Don't leave your retirement to chance. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or download your free investor's guide now at buylegacygold.com. That's buylegacygold.com. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists. Like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.